All right, folks, welcome back to another edition of the High School Huddle, your one-stop shop for everything and all things Section 5 Sports. I'm AJ Feldman. He's Carl Jones. We're back from our Thanksgiving break. We got some turkey, got a little Bills football, beating up on the Lions. Carl got to go home. Well, I got to go home, too, and my home is a little bit closer than your home. But uh, it's good to be back, isn't it, Carl? Oh, yeah, definitely. It was kind of weird uh, going to the hockey game earlier this week because I'm like, I feel like I haven't worked in like a month. I don't know. <laughs> With the Bills playing, this will be tonight as we record this, their third game in 12 days, uh, the high school um, championships wrapping up and being able to go home. It just hasn't felt like we've done this, first off. And then secondly, I feel like I haven't stepped into Channel 8's offices in a while either. But no, it's good to do this and it's good to get uh, the show back on the road. It has kind of worked out pretty well, you know. Our Section 5 teams didn't, you know, didn't make it all the way to state tournament, but, you know, bills are crazy. So we got this, you know, nice little lull in between the seasons. It's a good time. It's a good time. But as you uh, as you mentioned, it's been a while since we've done this with the, the one week off. So we've got a little bit of recapping to do of our Section 5 fall sports season wrapping up. We had the volleyball state championships. We had the football state championships. Well, far west regionals and semifinals since we last saw you i went out to the albany uh, civic center i say it's capital center as the kids call it um but got to see webster and spencerport both play in the state's well, final three they do it down to three they both made it to the championship game both came up with losses uh webster fell to shenandoah in four sets spencerport lost to jamesville dewitt in three and just a great showing by both of those schools. You know, Webster hadn't been there since, what was it, 96, their last Section 5 title, I believe it was. So a long time since, you know, since they had been there to that point. I talked to their coach afterwards. He was still raving about, uh, you know, head coach Greg Kennedy, still raving about the fan support. You know, he was getting all these texts, even though they lost, you know, just congratulate them on a great season. So good to see uh, a good performance from Webster. They really... That first set was, it was 30 to 20. Actually, it might have been, um, let me make sure I get this right. Uh, I didn't write in the article. Bad, bad AJ. I think it was 32 to 30. I think it was 30, 28. Either way, the, the winning team got the, yeah. what was that? It was 30, 28. I remember that saying that on air. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So 30 to 28. So that was really the deciding game of that set. Or Webster did end up winning the second set, but. It just kind of ran out of juice. But if you get those first two, obviously things are a different story. And then Spencerport falling to Jamesville DeWitt. The, the first and third sets kind of, uh, you know, didn't really go their way. The second set was a dogfight. That was really their chance to make a, a match out of that. But they've got a really young squad. They didn't really expect to be at this point. So just to make it all the way to the championship, the state championship, when literally they told me, you know, I mean, who knows if you believe this or not. They were like, I, I don't know what we're going to do. Like, we might not win games. Like, we don't know what we have. And to make it all the way to the state championship game, that's pretty impressive for that Spencer Ford squad. Oh, 100%. I mean, Webster getting back to, like, their glory, their promised days. You know, in the 90s, they won several sectional titles. And then Coach Kennedy corrected me, saying, although maybe the NISFA doesn't count their state championships and state title runs, they did make a few runs back in the 90s. So good to see them back on that stage. And then, obviously – reading your article when you dropped it and the story that you did, how Spencer for, you know, they lost everyone. And the fact that they made it back to this, uh, to this stage and getting a chance to play for a state championship is nothing to sneeze at at all. And the girls volleyball, no state championships as well. We had 
two teams make it to the championship game, HAC and Wayne in class D and B respectively. Both got swept in that game, but still great seasons for all of our volleyball teams. On the football side of things, we haven't seen you since the Far West Regionals. So we had, what was it? Two teams go on to the state final four. We had Pembroke. How about, let's start out with Pembroke. State champs, regional champs, A-man. You know, it was Canisteo Greenwood all season, but Pembroke really turned it on. We both got to see him down the stretch. Shout out to the Dragons. Man, hell of a season. Like you said, that was the Canisteo Greenwood division all year long. And the Dragons slowly crept their way up the standings and got hot at the right time. And, and they were rewarded with a championship. Shout out to them boys. Yeah, Tyson Totten really getting it done for Pembroke. And then everybody else, uh, Batavia and Hilton, both coming up short in the state semifinals. Hilton. Had a chance in their semifinal game. They were tied seven in the second quarter. They had a turnover, which which was really seemed to be their best chance. They eventually, it was tied 14-14, but um, they just kind of couldn't hold it up from there. Batavia ran into a buzzsaw in their state semifinal game. And just, just strong performances all around. And I don't know exactly what our takeaway is from this. OAE suffered a tough loss. McQuaid as well. Um, what, what is the last bracket? I'm, uh, Attica lost as well. So we had those teams uh, fall short. Uh, I think maybe my big takeaway, if I want to go as a whole, is that maybe Hilton becomes this really strong, powerful team in Class A. You know, they were in Class AA for many years. They they were just barely in classification in Class A. Like, like Victor has like six more kids than that, something like that. And they're in AA. So they might be right back in AA. But if they stay in Class A, Hilton could be a force to be reckoned with because they took care of a Jamestown team that not many people, at least that we talked to um, and ourselves, thought that they would give them a fight with uh, their D1 quarterback. After their sectional championship game, the uh, both of the running backs said, we're a Class AA school down in A. I mean, that's the that's how it's going to transpire for the next few, few years. That style of play, that big bully ball. No one wants to see that late October and November when it's cold outside. So I, I don't see why this couldn't continue for the foreseeable future with that team. Exactly. So we're not going to do our full award show that we've done in the past, but we want to just highlight some of the, the best things that we saw in the fall sports season. I'm going to start off first. Uh, the two things I want to highlight here, the Sutherland field hockey team, they were sectional runners up four years prior. They finally got on top with a dramatic win over Menden. Great to see all of those girls. You know, they, they were a senior heavy team. They had a lot of girls who had been through all of those losses, or at least most of those losses. Some of them were blowouts. Some of them were very dramatic where they were just on the verge of winning and good to see them finally pull it out. So shout out to the, the Sutherland field hockey team. And then I want to talk about, we had, we had some great wide receiver talent in section five this year. And it all kind of came together. I believe it was week four, uh, week three or week four, something like that, where we had about, eight like catch of the year candidates I, I got a couple of these names as we as i play over the highlights as we're going right now amaje giddens torrance washington tyler washington we had manny sepulveda that week uh for brockport and canadagua we had two guys going up azeo day for brockport sean olvani from canadagua and then it was uh, josh campbell i believe for churchville child we just had some fantastic catches and this was a theme throughout the entire season but it really all came to a head when 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 the ball went up in the air, we we were treated to some shows all year in section five. Man, the kids showed out and they made our jobs a, a lot of fun that night, especially when we got back to the station. We're like, oh no, we got something special. And, and to be honest, it really didn't come to fruition until maybe after the show, where we realized, like, hold on, 
like this isn't one or two. This is however many highlights we have here. I think at least six at the minimum of just phenomenal plays, third and longs, touchdowns, kids literally snatching it out the air. Uh, it, it was a fun, uh, definitely a fun night to say the least. And the video that uh, that you, that you tweeted out was was dope to see for sure. And yeah, then, I mean, as the show went along, like we we kept just we kept had to like keep going above each other because we just had these amazing catches. Like at, at one point, we were basically screaming and just like you know you know if if we could swear on the air, we would have swore on the air because of some of those catches. Let's just say that. No, the FCC would have had to be like you know what I understand because they, th those catches were that unbelievable. So uh, it was a fun night to say the least. And two things that stuck out for me was a story that I did early on in the season, the Midlakes Screaming Eagles, like that uh, that little nickname right there. A 4-4 four and four season that may not seem all too impressive, but when you look at where they've come from, they lost 25 games in a row from 2017 to the spring of 2021. I think AJ was at the game where you were, Alexa. I don't, uh, I don't know the specifics. At the game where they won finally uh, in, uh, in 2021 where they beat Bishop Carney. This season, turned things around under the tutelage of uh, Dave Whitcomb, Section 5 legend, only coach to win four section, uh, sectional titles at four different schools. Um, and the players embraced him. They understood, like, the assignment every time they played up under him. And what stood, what stood out the most is you hear players talk and, you know, you feel the emotion, but the kids genuinely said it was embarrassing to play football here. It was just embarrassing. And to hear them say that and to see the smiles on their faces now – uh, that they turn things around. Those seniors, especially, man, that stood uh, that stood through that. And like you've talked about that nauseum, man. Other sports, it, it sucks <laughs> losing. Football is really the one sport where like losing yeah. is terrible. Like <laughs> it's awful. So I probably had wrestling in there too because then you can't eat. So <laughs> those are the two I wouldn't want to do. Yeah, I'm starving myself and I'm getting physically beat on. Nah, that, that's not going to I guess maybe if you lose in wrestling, you're the one doing the eating. So maybe uh, maybe the losers uh, eat a little bit more, but I'll, I'll just say that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but mid legs, uh, I was really proud of watching them from a distance this year. Also, no home field at all this year. So that was also another uh, hill that they had to climb. And then for me, seeing class the Class A2 um, division shake out this year, Canadagua – if you want to look at like from you know the macro uh, the macro a little bit, oh Canada won one again, cool, like that's their fourth or third in a row or whatever. But how that came to be is just like pretty dope to me. East went undefeated, so shout out to our RCSD school for doing so in that regard. Um, Canada a young team, but then Taishi Crockton, who we didn't hear of this entire their entire run, goes on a bonkers four game stretch to end the season to lead Canada to another brick and. Um, make things shake in the far west regionals but not just them though athena Jaden rap junior quarterback made a shake every other every other week matthew ran a letter on this team eastridge down the stretch the last like three games i'm like yo where where the lancers come from we ain't had them where, where are these highlights at like i just highlight some of those kids um cordell young we obviously know as a hooper Luan Mozan, amir rogers i mean they had an amazing game it matched up with athena um where they came back you know game winning field goal 50 to 48 i believe in the uh yeah. first round of of the sectionals and then east obviously they're young they got a who's who of guys that are coming back um anthony diaz amir jackson i say a couple and then brockport i gotta give love to the blue devils man every time we showed up to the uh, to a brockport football game they showed out man especially landon scott the quarterback only a sophomore i think we're gonna see a lot more of him next year and then his running mate in the backfield nathan parker getting it done out of the backfield as well all of a2 i mean just this exciting ball every time they linked up you know you're gonna be treated to a, treated to a show
Yeah, the one thing about that is you wonder if this was the down year for Canadagua. We'll see what they bring back next year, but there is a lot of talent uh, around that section. So we will see how that shakes out next year. But before we look ahead to the next fall season, winter sports have started to pick up a little bit. We've all we've been to a couple of games so far. We got a couple storylines. Just gonna break those down real quick for you right here. Um, I went to see Aquinas uh, at the Lil Nooch um, Classic that they're calling it. The uh, the first year of that. Um, in in uh, in memory of the Godfather of Aquinas hockey, Aquinas starting out with a three and zero start, and just the way they've gotten it done, uh, they they beat Greece five to four. They were down four to one in that game, so they scored the final four goals of that game. You had Connor Carey with two goals in that, Mike Dozier with a goal and an assist. Um, uh, originally, Dozier had two goals, so they must have taken one away from him. But uh, a big comeback win for them. And then uh, I believe it was last night. It might have been Tuesday. I think it was last night. They beat Geneseo Avon Livonia 7-6, to and they were down 6-3 in the third period. So this is a team that, in a one-week span, came back from three goal deficits, two games. They're undefeated in that Geneseo game. It was Connor Mangoni, two goals, two assists. He had the OT winner. You had Cam Stewart with two goals and two assists. And this is an Aquinas program that saw kind of a, a return to prominence last year. They lost in the sectional championship game to Thomas, 4-2. to two. And Aquinas, you know, these aren't the strongest teams in the world that they're beating, but still 3-0. And especially as I transition to Carl beautifully with the way Thomas has started off this season, Class B could be wide open this year. Hey, man, you know, obviously Thomas took down Aquinas in that sectional uh, title game last year. But Schrader beating the, the the battle of webster schrader for the first time since I believe the 2017-18 season took down their crosstown foes um i believe it was a 1-0 final um it, it was one of those games where uh anthony swinson scored the first period goal i believe a minute and like 10 seconds into the game so i'm like all right cool get a couple of highlights go back to the station you know cut something up whatever job easy for the day well no one else scored the rest of the game <laughs> so i mean shout out to the kids i guess for competing in that regard making my job a little bit harder but <laughs> Uh, Colin Smith, I'll give him some love. The goalie for Schrader, um, pitching a shutout. Thomas is, uh, they were senior heavy last year. We did a story on them with the Staffing Back Brothers and how they um, were a formidable foe. But regardless of what they brought back, I know Schrader taking down your rival is always fun. And man, that division, wide open. No, when I saw that result, because, you know, it takes a while to get back to the swing of things. For a second, I was like, oh, yeah, Schrader always beats Thompson hockey. I forgot it's the other way around. So congratulations to, to Schrader for knocking off their rivals. 1-0. Uh, tough to do early in the season. Um, you know, so congratulations to the Schrader hockey team. And then a little basketball to talk. Um, I went to the, uh, the Edison Tech Tip-Off Classic on Saturday. Edison and East both playing some out-of-state teams. Um, I saw Edison uh, just lose to this Patrick school. They had it's a freak at seven foot two. He's got offers from Syracuse. So I'm not going to talk too much about that. And then East, they kind of blew out the game where I did get to see. I was there for like four minutes. I'm not even going to lie to you guys. But I just want to talk about East for a second because, you know, the Barley brothers are gone. Pops is still there at the bench. He's got a young squad. Um, Micah Breedlove Johnson, he's a sophomore. He had 29 points in that game. And I want to talk about Zion Parson for a second, because we mentioned him last year. He had a big game against McQuaid. He had some good moments. He was just an eighth grader last year. And last year was, you know, kind of imagine a good eighth grader. He's what you'd expect. You know, he's a plucky guy shooting threes. He he did kind of show up, drive a little bit. Now he's 6'4", and he's a freshman. And he got 24 points in that game. 
and he's a freshman and he's six foot like i i almost i did not recognize him at the first time like i cut the highlights the first time and i didn't like realize this was zion parsley just looks so different so watch out for mr zion parson i don't to be honest with you, I don't know if he's going to stick around all four years just because I don't know if he's a prep school guy yet. I, I'm i not as in-depth in, you know, recruiting and stuff like that. Zion Parson going to be good. Yeah, he was good as an eighth grader, and I'm not an NBA scout, college scout. But it's 2022 now. I would say 20, you know, about five years from now, if y'all seeing somebody walk across the stage, I'm not making no proclamations or nothing, but I'm saying <laughs> – Let's maybe calm down. I'm just saying, like, but like you know, Stewart, Thomas Bryant. You know, I feel like Rock. You never know. I got maybe another guy. I don't know. Who knows? You never know. Yeah, Jalen Bradley is now at Alabama. He started off here. He left uh, a little early on, but yeah, got for the Warriors. uh, Lamb, right? uh, Yeah, Anthony Lamb finally finding some playing time, some minutes, getting some run with Steph and Dre and Clay and 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 James Wiseman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, who knows? Who knows? I mean. But it's, like you said, he's only a 15-year-old, 14 year I'm not going to put pressure on the kid, but he was fun last year, and I can't wait to see him in person as well. And then uh, some big news in uh, the boys' basketball world. Yeah, man, a legend stepping down. Chris Carden out of uh, boys' head coach for Aronacoit. Now, so this is his last season coaching the Eagles program this year. Just to highlight some of his accolades, 501 wins in Section 5. He won a state title for IQ back in 2017. Three sectional bricks, and this will be his 37th season. I was able to catch up with him at a Ronacoy football game this uh, this past fall season. Great dude. He had no reason to really come up to me. He's the legend, right? And we're just talking, you know, just about my job and what he's doing, you know, Syracuse basketball and football, and just all around good dude from the 10, 15 minute conversation that we had. Um, and obviously, he's a phenomenal coach based off his resume. But he also has some great players returning this year with Ryan Heath and Xavier Gibson Danner. So if this is a if this is his last dance, so he has a squad to make some some noise this year. Um, so shout out to Carden, uh, Chris Carden at I, uh, IQ for you know calling it a calling it a quits or not quits but quits, but you know retiring on a phenomenal career. Exactly, you know, and that A one bracket's gonna be fun. Menden brings back all their horses, so. Um two really good teams just off the bat in there. And, and I, uh, I was at his 500th win last year, busted out the worm in celebration. Everybody had a fun time for that. So I, uh, I'm not surprised when you told me that uh, you had a great chat with uh, Mr. Carden there. So congrats to him for a career and hopefully he can go out with a little bit of style, kind of like he did last year in 500, but that'll do it for us tonight on the high school huddle. We will be back next week as we have a little more section five sports to talk about the winter season. We'll get into it a little bit more, but Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us as we wrap up the fall season. If you're just a football guy, stick around for basketball. Stick around for hockey. You know, uh, we, we cover it all, as you guys are well aware. So for Carl Jones, I'm AJ Feldman. Have a great rest of your day, your week, and we will see you next time.